Welcome to the WeGo Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgieff, class of 2022. Today, I catch up with Anthony Haspin, class of 2010, consulting technical manager at Oracle. Anthony will share with us how he evolved from a career in accounting to now serving as a consultant to one of the most powerful software companies in the world, Oracle. Apologies, as there might be a blip in the interview about three minutes in as the recording unexpectedly shut off. Joining us today from the class of 2010 is Anthony Haspin. Anthony, what do you do? Well, uh, I'm, an, I'm a consultant. I work for Oracle NetSuite. It's a technology company. We do ERP software, so that stands for Enterprise Resource Planning, and it's essentially just a, a technology, a tool that businesses use to run their day-to-day operations. So that's what I do. I consult for Oracle. I build out the systems for my customers. Um, most of them are in software, so it's pretty neat getting to work with customers like Lyft or Reddit um, are a couple of mine. Um, especially since I use them, you know, in my personal life. So it's been a pretty fun journey getting here. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm going to follow up with that idea of like what it means to like build out uh, a project like that. But I, I thought maybe we'd start with um, how did you know that this was a, a particular field that you wanted to study? You went off to DePaul for school. Uh, did you know mm-hmm. that you wanted to do business or did you know that you wanted to do computers or did you know that you were going to do something that was going to intersect them both? Yeah, I, you know, I declared my major as accounting going into DePaul, and that's ultimately what I got my degree in. Um, I love numbers. I've always been pretty good at math. Um, definitely was interested in business. But um, to, to be honest, I didn't I didn't really know, but I knew account accountants had a steady and secure career going out of college. So that's kind of what I went for. It was, it was pretty tough. I mean, accounting intersects with law and operations and other business concepts. So it was pretty tough. But um, along that path, I picked up an internship at a startup, a technology company in Chicago. Um, and that kind of that's kind of what opened my eyes to this whole, you know, startup culture, technology, software, and, you know, the future. And now it's all this AI talk, but that's kind of what sparked my interest. I started learning about software and computers and the IT side of things, uh, technology side of things. And I I felt like I had a natural intuition for it. So I kind of just went for it after five or so years of accounting work, being behind a desk, not being able to talk to a lot of people just in spreadsheets all day. um, I kind of pivoted into the the technology side and I was, and I'm glad I did because now I interact with people pretty much all day, which I really like. And, um, yeah, it's it's a lot more fun than being stuck behind a spreadsheet all day. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. So um, I, I was wondering if you can maybe comment on like I, I know so many students have just had such a great experience at DePaul. I was wondering if if because DePaul was so it's it's proximity to those types of companies and startups like that was. Do you think that that was helpful to kind of land that internship? Oh yeah, absolutely, and. Um, you know, I was actually a transfer student going into Paul. So I did a couple of years in Northern Illinois and um, the industries are just vastly different, right? In DeKalb, you have um, cornfields. I mean, you could work for some pretty big companies. 
yeah, I, I kind of knew that um, going into DePaul too, um, that Chicago industries, you know, are, are always hustling and bustling. There's always opportunity there. So um, I decided to study there and uh, luckily DePaul, I mean, DePaul is a great program where it actually counts as credits if you get an internship. So that I reached out to the counselor there to help me um, prep my resume and just get it out there to some companies so, so I can intern. And I ultimately got college credit for that too, which is pretty neat. That's, that's brilliant. So um, when, so what was your first job out of, uh, out of DePaul then? So you said you started at an accounting and, and all that. What was, what was kind of like the day-to-day like uh, there? Yeah. Um, my first job was at another, not the same one I interned at, but another quote unquote startup. Uh, they were in e-commerce. Um, I was just an accountant there. It, they were kind of like an Etsy or eBay. They were a marketplace for musical gear. Uh, the company was called Reverb.com. So if you're a musician, I highly recommend it. You can find a lot of neat gear like guitars and such on there. Um, but um, what I did there is just really bank reconciliations. Um, you know, everything has a number assigned to it in a business, right? So I was just responsible for making sure that was recorded um, properly and what we call the general ledger. Um, so it really just shows what assets the company has, how they're performing, you know, what what their revenue is, what their costs are, um, what is the payroll expense, what's the cost of all these debts and computers. And um, there's certain theories you can apply so you don't take the hit all in one year, right? You can stretch it a cost. Not with, I don't want to get too deep into accounting theory, but really just um, making sure you're applying the right principles of the company you're in. Because the principles in e-commerce are going to be different than a manufacturing environment, right? Oh, so yeah, that totally makes sense. Because there's just a, yeah. it's just a different material cost versus uh, everything else that uh, that would exist in this kind of space. You, you said that Reverb was acquired by Etsy while you were there? Yeah, yep. What so was that was like in- to be absorbed by a, a different company? Uh, you know, I think we got lucky that it was Etsy and not... Um, you know, something smaller, not like an eBay, because I feel uh-huh. like an eBay would have had more corporate uh, culture to instill yeah. in the company. So luckily, it was just, just a typical like SF culture at the that they had a good leadership team. So um, obviously, there's some change to it. It can be a little turbulent, but um, really smart people. So learned a lot. Um, and I, I felt like we were really receptive to it. it the CEO was ultimately responsible for deciding, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go along with this acquisition. Let's let Etsy absorb us. Um, Cause without that permission, you know, it, it just would have never happened. So he was looking out for us. Uh, he made sure to keep a good culture at Reverb. And I think that's what ultimately drew Etsy to acquiring us too. Now you said that you kind of felt that it was uh, it, while you were kind of really crunching numbers that you were missing out on the, kind of interplay where you got to meet people and kind of work with them in that kind of creative uh, space. Do you remember when it was that you kind of began that kind of reaching out to try to seek the uh, the new position that would allow you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the software we use as an accountant to um, record the financials, um, we, we implemented a new one. So going in, there was an existing one called QuickBooks, um, use that, we grew too large for it. And then we implemented one that's owned by Oracle now called NetSuite. And that's when I learned about, 
oh, software for accounting and software for businesses. I like this. I, I want to learn more about this. Um, so going through that process of switching business systems at Reverb really sparked my interest in systems and technology and the whole um, operation side of it. You know, I, I had to interact with people outside of the accounting department, outside of my boss. I had to reach out to other teams and make sure, you know, they could use the system correctly. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I could make a career out of this. You know, it, it, it's, it's just as stable as accounting, if not more stable. It, it might be more specialized, too. You know, it, it could be a little more complex um, than, than other careers. Um, so I pivoted and learned more about it. And the next role I took after Reverb was heavily focused on the system side of things, not so much accounting. What's what's the what would you say is the learning curve of learning the 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 intricacies of the software that you're working on versus kind of the other part where you were saying in accounting was not numbers, but also knowing kind of like the legal side of stuff. Like what, what did you find your kind of intuition was to kind of be more uh easier to pick up the coding and the kind of computer, and maybe not necessarily coding, but the learning curve of just knowing the software versus the other things that went along with uh, um, uh, accounting. Yeah. You, you know, I think if you, uh, if you're keen to computers and setting up a web page even, or, you know, I'm going to bring it back <laughs> pretty far, but I, I, when I first started, I was thinking about MySpace and how you configured your web page and all these different things on it. It's kind of like that. And you made, made sure it worked for you, right? And it represented you. It worked for you. It worked for whoever landed on your page. So I feel like if you have that kind of intuition for for technology like that or computers, I, I think you'll like it. You know, even video games, you have to set up a profile and do this and make sure you can sign in to play online and other things set up security controls and such so it if you've gone through that in your life i think you're able to obviously with a little hard work you're able to learn about software and configuring software for business when then when's the leap for you to then uh really become a specialist in oracle because you said like oracle is one of the most in-demand business software uh, in the world, uh, when did you become like uh, like a professionally competent to become a consultant uh, in that? What was what was the uh, the climb to, to that particular station? Yeah, um, the so I've been at Oracle for just under three years. This is my first full fledged consulting role where I have a book of customers that I consult for. Before that, I worked for a couple of years at a at a company called Vital Proteins. Um, so I did internal Oracle NetSuite software work for them uh, internally, and they they did package goods. So they make the those protein powders you can put in smoothies. They're they're big in the health and wellness and collagen. Um, so there, I you know I they needed help running all their inventory in the Oracle NetSuite platform. I needed help running financials, doing forecasting and budgeting, um, even some sales marketing operations in there. But um, I, I managed the system for, I think it was over 200 users. So mm -hmm. that I think that, and it was tough in the beginning, don't get me wrong. The first few months, there was a learning curve, maybe two to three months till I ultimately felt like, okay, I'm comfortable with this now. 
I can manage the system for the company. Um, I can be the go-to guy if they need to optimize it or make it better for them and enhance their day with it, make it more efficient. Um, there, is there yeah. like a favorite feature of the software? You're like, watch this. This is really cool. When it does that, like, like, what is it? Like, <laughs> is it a visualization? What's like your favorite um, tool within it that uh, kind of when you get to like show a customer, like watch this and it kind of unfurls an amazing data set or whatever. What is that? Yeah, I think the data set visualizations are great. You can build, um, yeah, exactly that reporting in there and visualize it. You know, maybe you want to do revenue by region. You know, the Americas, APAC, EMEA, which is just, you know, fancy for saying Europe or Asia, Australia or something. You know, you could do it by country. Okay, show me the goods that are sold in that country. What What's the top five, you know, and what's our margin on that? So being able able to visualize that stuff it, it it's nerdy but i think it's cool like it's great. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah so oh uh, now so then you you then start working for oracle then like is there like travel involved uh with this or what's what's the uh what you must have left chicago at some point now you're in california when yeah. uh when did you have to make that leap uh that was just under four years ago so i've been in california for almost four years um no travel actually since i joined oracle and i think that's because it was during the pandemic um now it's kind of the travel is kind of a at a like a as needed basis but um you know i'm kind of happy for that i just got married we got a dog last year i got to stick around and hang out with them and enjoy california and do many road trips here and there with them so uh I'm not too upset that we don't have to travel, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> now, uh, we had, I think we had mentioned before at the uh, beginning of the interview, you said like some of your clients are like Lyft and and Reddit, I believe. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's those are obviously big brands uh, that are um, that are you know used by millions of people every day, tens of millions uh, of people. But you used this expression like building out. And so I was wondering if you can kind of like explain what does building out mean when you're working with a client? Yeah. So uh, Reddit, for example, they um, building out could mean, so I primarily work with their accounting and finance folks like CFOs, controllers, and um, there could be a case where they're issuing invoices to get paid, but that process is manual, right? Um, certain cust certain customers of theirs have certain ways they want to be invoiced. You know, can you can you group them into groups A, B, C, and issue A invoices a certain way, B a certain way, and C a certain way? So I kind of help them design this process and then build it out in the system to automate it for them. That way you don't have someone on a keyboard clicking send, send, send. It's more so you just have, you build out this criteria in the system, let the system run, and it'll automatically, you know, issue those invoices for them. And then the their customers can pay those invoices all online through the system. And in the system, they'll then reflect that it's paid. So um, building out really just means, I guess in short, just taking a manual process seeing how they're doing it today, uh, defining how they should do it to make, you know, their day-to-day -day better and then building out a system in an automatic, in automated fashion for the, for them. Oh yeah. That, that makes, that makes sense. Um, when you're talking about like a, a typical day, like how do you, how does work 
come across your desk? Like, so do you have a, like, a, this is what I do every day. And then this is what I have planned for the week to the month to the year. Like, what is the calendar of a consultant uh, and technical manager for Oracle? Like, how, how does that whole uh, calendar kind of unfurl itself? Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a lot of emails. So every day you log in and you check your email. Um, there's <laughs> always issues. <laughs> it's not all, um, you, you know, it's not all easy. There's always issues, even with things you build out, you know, and that's always a little bit of a bummer, but you, you diagnose it and you help them out. So that that's one piece of it. Um, and then status calls, meeting with the customers. You have your book of business. Um, I think I'm, I think I have, roughly 15 right now, but I, I meet with them and they each have their own cadence. It could be weekly, bi-weekly, monthly check-ins. They would just talk about their, their system. How's it performing? Is it doing what they expect it to do? Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, your future in the business. What, where do you guys plan to see yourselves in the next year? Can, can we configure something now to get ahead of it? So by the time that year comes around, you guys are all set in stone and ready to go in the system. So it's just check-ins like that. And then there's the project work. Um, so the project work is really, this is where you spend most of your time, you know, whatever it is, a couple hours, few hours a day, um, building out a module in the system, building, installing a bundle, configuring it, testing it, and making sure it works to what the customer is requiring and then scheduling meetings with them to test it with them, make sure their users are doing their own kind of testing in the system too, to make sure they're comfortable with it and, and training them. So, so how many clients do you think you have at any given time? Uh, uh, or, or what was, what was the high end of like, uh, of you fending off all of the, the customers? Yeah. I, clients, I, I, it, probably like 15. Yeah. And a couple here and there that I'll just drop in to help out with if someone needs help. So that for me begs the next question. Are we over under on a hundred emails an hour that you must get? <laughs> what is the scale of correspondence and how do you stay on top of that? Yeah, it, it's tough. And it, it, it can be tough. You know, you take some PTO, you see that inbox build up and you think, oh no, by the time I get back, what am I going to do? But, um, you know, to when you, when you like what you do, I don't think it's yeah. that bad. You know, a lot of it's just saying like, Hey, this is working great. And then, um, Hey, maybe do you think we can do this when you're back? You know, it's just, I don't think I enjoy it. So I don't really think too much about that inbox number shoot or, you know, increasing. So. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an incredible level of Zen that you must have to be able to see that. Yeah. You know, my yeah. wife, she, she, she tells me about how many emails that she gets. She's a marketing manager at Eco Labs, And she has always told me like, Oh my goodness, there's so many emails that she gets constantly. Uh, that's, that's great. So uh, Anthony, what do you, what do you, where do you think you're, you're going to be in like five, uh, 10 years? Uh, that is a good question. You know, I I'm liking my time here at Oracle. So maybe a practice manager, which would just lead people like me. Um, I'd have people like myself reporting, uh, I guess, to my future self, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, I thought about spinning off this consulting thing into my own hmm. kind of like special um, independent consulting work um, hmm. or 
you know, there's a few different routes you could take. It's, it's that or, you know, maybe there's some pretty cool company down the road that's looking for a director of technology or a CTO. And um, they, they have Oracle NetSuite products and they want to build it out. So maybe getting in early at a company like that, like employee number 10 or something or 15 and really leaving a mark on the company, I think would be pretty cool. Here's so many stories about Oracle being uh, really such a dominant uh, software company in in in, in all of, of business. I was wondering, what are the type of like perks of of working at uh, at a company of that stature? Yeah, I think it's really robust benefits. You know, um, the, that kind of boring stuff like your health insurance, ah, right. and you know, there's even pet insurance. Um, but ah. uh, you get. You get some money or a web portal to build out your home office too. So, you know, you could select your computers or your whatever other setup you want to do. Um, obviously, there's the travel. Some people like travel. Mm. So if you talk to your boss and say, hey, I want to go on the client site, you know, wine and dine them or just take them out, see how they're doing. You, there's that opportunity. Um, what I really like, though, is if I want to leave California, I or move back to Chicago or, or anywhere for that matter. You know, I can move to New Zealand. There's an Oracle office there. You know, it's just in, in all the major cities, there's an Oracle office. So I love having that flexibility and uh, the name recognition too. Um, you know, we have the Formula One racing team that's sponsored nice. by Oracle Red Bull, which is pretty cool. I got some gear from work for that. And you know, I have friends that are jealous because of that because they really like that stuff. So. Um, Just a small world thing. I think I interviewed a former WeGo student in the spring who is um, an engineer for the Oracle Red Bull team, I think, for Formula One. How cool is that? Oh, and I, wow, and she's that's really interning, cool. I think, too. So this is like the best internship like ever. So yeah. very, very cool. I love that. That was a small world. So cool. Ah, So, Anthony, this has been Fantastic. Uh, I'm so uh, grateful that you gave us uh, your time uh, this uh, Friday afternoon of of uh, Labor Day weekend. And I always like ending the interview with uh, my guest to uh, tell us like a tip for success uh, for current Wildcats. What would you tell them? Yeah, I, you know, I would try and figure out what you're interested in um, as, as quick as you can. Um, not that there's any rush to it, but I think the the more you know up front, the less time you spend trying to figure it out is ultimately that that time, you know, you'll you're never gonna get it back. So um and make and if there's something that really interests you, you know, go out and learn about it. I think following something that you're passionate about, you know, using myself as an example, you know, I just did accounting, studied that because I thought it was a stable career, but Obviously, that didn't work out for me. I, I like computers and technology. So following what you like will make the day-to-day -day a lot better for your professional life. And um, just being open uh, to meeting tons of people, networking. I think I wouldn't have you know, been where I'm at now if it wasn't for keeping good connections and leaving people on a good note. So I think networking is a really important thing, too. I just think that was so cool how you kind of knew early on and how you pivoted several times, you know, to, to kind of say like, I like this, but I like this more and I can parlay my skill set and interests uh, into the same thing. So I thought that was really cool. 
Well, Anthony, thank you so much and uh, best of luck. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and spread the word about We Go Places by sharing our interviews with other Wildcats on social media. If you want to search past episodes or stay current, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Just search We Go Places. And you can also follow We Go Places on Facebook and Twitter at We Go Places Podcast. If you know of a former Wildcat who would be a great guest, send me a direct message on Facebook, Twitter, or even at school email at brianturnbow at d94.org.